record on this computer. There we go. Moet ik trouwens nog uh, opnemen met mijn microfoon dat ik je mijn audio kan sturen? Dat, dat is iets beter audio dan. Dit audio is onwijs goed. Of wat okay. overkomt is onwijs goed. Okay. En volgens mij hoeft er niks meer aan te gebeuren. Uh, het wordt allemaal opgenomen en uh, ik heb een paar mensen die daar een paar trucjes mee uit kunnen halen met het, uh, met het uh, nog beter luid. Yes, we zijn aan het te filmen. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Daniel. Bunda Branca. <laughs> Where the fuck does Bunda Branca come? Wie, wie, wie heeft ik dat jou aangenomen? Ik had een bijna. Ze noemden me eerst uh, Kienen in Brazilië, omdat ik, had, ik was blond en ik had een roze bitje. Dus toen noemden ze me Kienen naar Kienen Cornelius. Toen werd het uh, Backstreet van uh, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> en uh, ik zou zelf graag uh, Vliegende Holland heten of uh, Hollandees wel door. Maar uh, mijn coach uit Santos dacht er anders over, dus die noemde me <laughs> Bunda Branca. En mensen vragen gewoon, ja, omdat ik witte billen heb, blijkbaar. Ik vind het een geweldige <laughs> bijnaam. Ik moet het eerlijk zeggen, dat is een van de top bijnamen die ik ooit gehoord heb. Ik hoop zo erg, ik hoop zo erg dat jij in de top van de IBGG komt. Alleen, ja, ook gewoon omdat je het verdient, omdat je er onwijs hard aan werkt, maar ook om te kunnen lezen, Bunda Branca. <laughs> World champion. Oh my god. <laughs> ik was een keer bij een, een seminar van Bouchesha en die, die kende mij dan via, via mijn coach. Dus nee, Boende Branke, je moet het zo en zo doen. Dus ze weten ook gewoon dat ik. Het is gebeurd. Het is, gebeurd. het is gewoon jouw ding nu. Ja, man. Ja, maar, het, het heeft alle eigenschappen van een bijnaam. Ik vind hem zelf niet zo mooi en het, andere mensen wel. Dus dat, hij is geweldig. Het is een van de top. Het is, het is net als Rodolfo uh, uh, Vieira, die gaf de bijnaam aan Cara de Sapato. Ja, daar word je ook niet gelukkig van. Nee. Shoeface. Dat, shoeface. Ken je nagaan. Maar nou ja, uiteindelijk onwijs bekend geworden door Karel de Zapata. Ja, Zelfs in de UFC bijvoorbeeld. Hij is ook gruwelijk van die gast. Ja, man. Hij is gruwelijk. Inderdaad. Man, ik... Uh, ja, ik, nogmaals. Ik, ik, hoe is het met je right now in deze gekke tijd? Het is het einde van de wereld, man. Het is ja. pandemie, protesten. Er was vuur in Australië. Het is bijna allemaal opgebrand. En hoe hou je het vol? Wat doe je allemaal? Let uh, us know. Ja, in het begin vond ik het wel lauw. Uh, oh ja, in het begin vond ik het But Maar uh, because I had like a lot of extra time to, to do other things, like read books, learn new skills. But now. Um, ja, yeah, I'm pretty done with it. I just want to go back to training and teaching and uh, competing. Uh, but I'm, I'm still doing my thing. I'm writing a lot of uh, articles, making videos, uh, training with my kettlebell, doing solo drills. Uh, so I, uh, I stay busy, but uh, I can't wait to get back. Man, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I was almost going to do this whole interview in Dutch. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know. Like, shit. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even... I didn't even it, didn't even cross my mind at one moment. But yeah, man. It's uh it's a weird time. I'm, I'm happy. Are you, how are you keeping up? I mean, what, what kind of what's the most the predominant thing that you're doing right now just to keep up with 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 everything? Um right now like I'm doing a lot of kettlebell training. Um I train with my roommate. I do some jiu-jitsu. Oh. Um uh, with my roommate. So we have some mats in, uh, in the living room and we train uh, some jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I just started teaching a group of kids in uh, in Leiden. Okay, uh, cool. So I'm teaching like uh, I think normally they're doing judo, and now I'm teaching some like outside classes, uh, which is cool for me to learn uh, how to teach kids, and uh, I can finally make uh, make an extra buck of it. 
um, reading a lot, uh, working on some new skills. I did that Google uh, digital course. I, Yo, how was it? Uh, it was okay. Like not to uh, like you get some some ideas about digital marketing, but I already read a lot about it, so there's not a lot of groundbreaking things. And I learned how to use Adobe Illustrator, but I'm still really shit at it. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm working on it. We're doing so all of things. We start doing crazy shit. In this yeah, man, exactly. It's like when I'm injured, I always like I always learn new skills. When I'm injured, I lo- learned how to play chess. I know to uh, guitar, uh, short, short, guitar, guitar, shorts. <laughs> you were learning chords, how to play it. Yeah, yeah. So only when I'm injured, I learn those kind of stuff. And now, oh man, that's with, amazing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I don't get injured too much. I'm not really good at playing guitar. <laughs> Thank God. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to stay busy, but um, I do miss my old routine and miss seeing my students. Dude, we we, we all do. I learned how to bake bake bread. Oh, nice! Yeah, I, I learned that too. I, I baked some you bread. Do, you did the yeah, sourdough yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, no sourdough, not yet. I baked a normal bread. I'm really into flat bread, so uh, I made a my best one so far was a. Um, a naan. I, really, I made a really good naan. Um, what else did I make? Just like, tort- uh, I learned how to make uh, flour tortillas as well. Oh, man. The yeah. food. That's my yeah, biggest problem. <laughs> it's never going to be, I'm never going to die of drugs or anything. It's going to be food something. <laughs> Same, man. It's <gonna> overeating. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really happy. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu gives me lean. Otherwise. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the next thing we have to do. We're going to start a cooking channel for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu fighters, you know? This is how you make naan bread. <laughs> you got to teach them how to make feijoada in the Netherlands. <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. I did comment it. Before, before we started this whole conversation, we were talking a little bit. And guys, feijoada, if you're a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter and you don't know what feijoada is, then please return your current belt to your teacher and go stand in the corner. Shame. Stop posting things about acai. Learn what feijoada is. Learn the real stuff. Is, man. That, is, that is the basics of building the Brazilian body for <laughs> in a way. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of it, you, you know all this stuff. You've been there. You went, yeah, to, the, you went to the homeland yeah, to get the, the, the inspiration. But uh, let, me, let me start. I, I really want to know. I'm really so curious. How does this all begin? Where did it uh, come from? Why jiu-jitsu? Where, how did you end up with it? Beginning, beginning. So um, All the way back. <laughs> all the way back. <laughs> um, it started with boxing, I think, in, in high school because I was a pretty lazy teen. Well, not lazy. I just did a lot of video games. So uh, I was pretty small and I didn't know how to defend myself. And then some of my classmates, they started to, to do boxing. Um, I don't know if you heard of Beb van Klaveren. Oh sh- yeah, legendary Dutch yes. boxer, and I trained with his uh, his younger brother, uh, like an old school Rotterdam guy. Yeah, it was really cool. And wow. uh, then one summer, like most of my friends stopped, and um, the the coach uh, Wim van Klaver he passed away. So um, like I I quit boxing as well, and I started watching uh, UFC, and I started playing the video game as well. Oh, the UFC, uh, the EA. I played. Yeah, yeah, no, no, before that, the the one before. Which one was that? I think I think it's UFC 2009 or something. I don't. Maybe oh, cool, cool, cool. With the uh, who, who was on the on the? I think Brock Lesnar. Wait, let me see. Oh shit! Yeah, man. Game. Yeah, one of those. So uh, that's when I first heard about uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like PJJ, what the hell is that? I never <laughs> heard of PJJ. So I started googling it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, some weird sport. And then I, I wanted to learn how to fight MMA. So. Um, 
I started Googling and I found uh, MMA Rotterdam was really nearby my house. Like I lived on a, like an outside area of Rotterdam and it was like really close to my house, like 10 minute bike ride. So like, okay, let's go there. And it was basically just uh, no gig grappling and then some punches involved. Um, Sebastian Moak taught my first class. I don't know if you know him. Yes, I have. I have heard of most of these guys by now. He used to uh, win a lot of good things. Teacher. Good teacher. Good man. He's good. He's good. Yeah, very friendly guy. A huge nerd as well. <laughs> but he's really, he's really cool. Um, and then uh, I started training that. Like I wanted to become an MMA fighter. And at the same time, I met, uh, I was working at the Albert Heijn, the supermarket. And one of my co-workers was a, a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, Chris, Christian Elderson. Um, he also used to win a lot of things when he was a blue belt. And he's like, no, no, you have to come train with a gi. And every time I went to train uh, grappling and somebody from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu came, they kicked my ass. And uh, so I decided to go to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and uh, I slowly fell in love. And uh, yeah, eventually got really addicted <laughs> to it and uh, didn't stop. <laughs> How long has this journey lasted by now? Ooh, Since I, I came to me. Damn, I think I was 15 when I started boxing. So maybe 16, 17 when I started training uh, MMA. Yeah. How old are you now, man? I'm 26. I just turned 26. God damn it. 26 years old already. <laughs> it's so goddamn young. I should have started. Right <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself, man. That's not true, guys. Whenever you start jujitsu, it's the perfect time for you to start. Exactly. Just like the, 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 the thing about the tree, right? The best day to plant a tree was 30 years ago. Second best time is today. That is, wait, that is, you know what? That is going to be a clip. <laughs> That's going to be a shareable clip right now. Daniel, the best day. Oh, damn, man. That's amazing. Uh, dude, but you ended up, man, you did some phenomenal stuff already. I mean, I've been watching your videos and competition and everything. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I think, um, and yeah, one of the, the amazing things I saw is your technique, man. It's uh, it's really, really good. I mean, I've been doing it for not all too long. I've been doing it for some time now, jiu-jitsu. And I'm no expert, of course not. But man, I see you fighting and it's, it's a joy. I see you like technically going through it, the planning. I mean, this is athlete level stuff. You know, I mean, that's you can see the difference between a hobby fighter and uh, somebody that just likes to fight and a real athlete into it. Somebody that's really into that, man. And it, it's good to see. It's good to see. But you, man, what you went to Brazil? You went to the home country. What was that like? That <laughs> was really cool. Um, how, how many times did you go? Six, maybe six oh. times. Every time, around three months. Uh, sometimes a little bit less. Sometimes a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get you a passport. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had a lot of offers from uh, from sisters and, and mothers that wanted to marry me for the <laughs> for the for the for the visa. But I'm gonna get you a passport right now, man. Okay, don't worry about it. I got somebody for you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man, no, it was really cool. I uh, I I just went there uh, because I wanted to fill some time between my um between my um courses uh, on university. Yeah. And uh, I, I went to Rio. I just wanted to do like the touristy stuff. But uh, I, I went to Santos because someone told me that it's supposed to be good there. And I uh, really fell in love with the place, with the people. And uh, since then, uh, it really changed my life. And I, uh, I wanted to live off jiu-jitsu after that. Where did you go train in Santos? Uh, the house. Um, 
I got there because of uh, Manchinha. He used to be the head coach at uh, <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy Amsterdam. Um, and I asked him for advice to go to Brazil. And he's like, no, no, don't go to Rio. Go to Santos because the training is better there. I go to Tiago and, uh, and Palito. I already knew uh, Palito, Gabriel Holo, because he, like, he did some things in Europe as well. Uh, he went to Prana once. So like, I knew his name and I saw him uh, beat up a lot of good guys. And uh, I went there uh, like eventually because I really liked Rio as well, but I wanted to try out the, the advice. And like I felt at home immediately. The people were so nice. Uh, they were really attentive to the training. And um, yeah, they really took me under their wing. They really appreciated my um, like my input because uh, like I'm not the most talented jiu-jitsu fighter, uh, but I am really hardworking. So like I would show up to every class, even though I had to bike 30 minutes uh, from and to the gym. And uh, I would just go there whenever, uh, not caring about being tired. So they really put a liking into me. And uh, yeah, that's, I really appreciated that. So I just kept coming back. It changed my life. Dude, yeah, man. If you put in the work to people over there, they're going to like you. Yeah. They're going to respect that. Definitely. Dude. And uh, did you get to do the, like, you did six times you went there? I think five or six. Five or six. Oh, man, that that must have been like, a, once you go there, you want to keep coming back. I mean, and I've seen on your, you have a YouTube channel, an amazing YouTube channel, by the way, yeah. man. That That's, I, I've watched almost everything and i forgot to like almost everything i did subscribe you know yeah. okay, okay. Uh, I, i'm that kind of asshole yeah. <laughs> watch it for free i don't like it. no 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 um i'm gonna go back and like everything man I, I, dude that those are those are great advice i mean i i am from brazil i'm technically half blooded so I, i've spent most of my life there and i see things different and the way you explain the stuff that you put on there, man, it's spot on. I was like, oh, yeah, right. I mean, gringos have to think like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have to like consider that part of the story in as well. And um, dude, everything was spot on. I mean, you really know that place. Yeah. I, uh, the first time I went to Rio, I was uh, like, I would, I was like most people that would go there. Like I just was a foreign guy and I uh, came into Brazil and I just saw everything from the outside perspective. But um since I went to Santos, I really became part of that team and part of that family. Uh, I, I had really good conversations with my friends and um, like I started to really understand the difference in culture and uh, the difference in rules. Um, so I think I can like see it from both sides and explain that uh, to both Brazilians, how the Europeans think and how, to the Europeans how Brazilians think. Man, that is amazing. Where did you like to train the most? Where was the best? I mean, and what are the, all the places as well? I mean, I want to know everything you went to. <laughs> For me, the best place will always be uh, the house fight company in Santos. Yeah, I can, man. I can imagine, man. That's because, not great. That's an awesome place. Yeah, the coaches are super good. Uh, there's always high-level pe uh, people passing by. Buchecha, whenever he's in, the, in Brazil, he's there. Michele Nicolini trains there a lot. Uh, Tiago Sa. So a lot of good guys come there. And yeah, the coaches and my teammates are, are super good as well. Um, where else did I go? I, I spent a lot of time in Rio as well at Fight Zone with uh, Hiko Vieira, really good coach uh, as well. Um, I trained at BJJ Lab in Sao Paulo. Uh, but most of my training is, is at the house. Um, at the house mostly. Right? Yeah. And the first time I, I wanted to get to know different places. Oh, I trained with Felipe Costa uh, quite a bit as well. Oh, that's a cool guy. Yeah, man. So. He seems. I I saw him. I saw him at a distance, you know, and he seemed already like a really nice, nice teacher. Very friendly, cool guy, uh, great teacher. Speaks good English. Um, oh, dude, no, yeah, no, cool. yeah, but for me, like every time I go there, it's uh, not because I want to like learn to know different academies. I go there to train with my my team, uh, which is the house. 
right now. That's uh, that's how. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Fidelity. That's also good. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Think, uh, Staying is. with the family. I know, man. It's just to different places, but it's also really good to like build up a connection with people and uh, learn everything from. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and how was it going with the? Of course, there is a amazing moment. You were the first Dutch guy to win the Brasileiro. <laughs> yeah, that was. Ah, oh, oh, that was sick. Yeah, man. Uh, what 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 weight category did you do it in? It was a uh, light feather, so I really had to starve myself. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that's what that's you, what one is and a half kilos. What's your walking weight? Now I'm 68, 69. Oh damn! How much you you dropped yeah. like how much? Yeah. Well, back then I was a little bit lighter. I did go up. Like uh, I didn't want to cut too much anymore. Uh, but uh, I would say I would have to cut five, six kilos for that. Ooh, and because I'm pretty light, it's it's quite a lot of weight. No, that's hard, man. Every kilo, yeah. like oh, you miss it. Yeah. That's still an amazing feat, dude. Yeah. It's uh, you were at the time purple belt, right? Yeah. Dude, that is one hard belt to do the Brasileiros in. I think that's one of the hardest. Yeah, I got a. I had a really good day. I felt really well. Uh, my mind was really good, and uh, in the final, I had a really good matchup. Uh, the guy was really good, but um, his game fits really well with my game. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does a lot of things that I know well how to counter. So uh, I managed to to finish him, even though he's. I think he won worlds at Rooster a few years back. Uh, so he's a really good guy, but. Uh, yeah, it was a perfect set for my game. Perfect, man. How did the fights go? How did you feel? Like I know that the, I went in, into the I went into the stadium like, a couple of times, and the pressure in there is yeah, just sick. oh man, it's insane. Yeah. How did you feel? Um, I felt good. We had a a pretty big team. We had like six people, I think, from our team. Uh, we went to Rio to to fight there, and uh, yeah, the, I'm a I'm a real tournament fighter, you know. So. Um, I, I like my my confidence and my skill. They build throughout the tournament, so I might be a little bit nervous in the first fight, and then I get better throughout the tournament. So the first two fights are like really close. Um, I think one I won with the advantage, other maybe ref's decision, and then semifinals I got a a, a guillotine choke, and uh, the finals um, like my coach he knew my opponent, so he he told me exactly what was gonna happen. So he, okay, he's gonna when you're gonna pull guard, he's gonna jump for your for your legs. He's gonna do a double leg, so you have to sprawl and then pull again. And then uh, he's going to give you his head and then you're going to guillotine him. Like, okay, yes, we'll do. And it happened exactly like that. So uh, yeah, my, um, it also really helps me to have my coach in my corner because he really knows uh, my game. Um, so I got the guillotine. I managed to sweep him. Um, wait, yeah. Um, and then I got on top, uh, did another guillotine and I switched to a, a dar stroke and I managed to, uh, to win. Dude, that is amazing. That's yeah, awesome. It was really hard to believe that I, oh shit, man, I actually won the. <laughs> <laughs> the Brazil. Damn it. And you finished it. You subbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, Dude, yeah. that is even sweeter. I mean, the, the metal tastes different then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to win. You have to sub if you're a European guy. Oh, no, yeah. Just, oh, that is. Wait, no, no, it's, say, it's not true, by the way. I, I no, I, I, I'm not going to say it's not true, but it, I've seen it happen. I've seen them go like, yeah. if you're. If you're not giving them a clear point, they won't give it to you. They might do yeah, a little true. bit like that. Yeah. But like so far, like um, maybe also because I speak Portuguese and I have like a, a famous coach in my corner, that also helps. But yeah, that helps. That helps. That yeah. helps a lot. I haven't I mean, been screwed over too too badly. 
All right, man. It, uh, I usually don't care as much what the what the referees say. You know, I just you at this point, I'm just like, let's fight. Let's just fight. You know, and yeah. I want to go to win, but uh, in that sense, man, that's awesome. How did you 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 said something interesting? You said like uh, you're a real tournament fighter, so your confidence builds up. Yeah. The thing, you know, how is your mindset before you start? Mm. I mean, is it really? Is it like the same? How is the fear? How is the? How is the? How is the going into it mentally? Do you prepare on the day before, week before, month before? Usually, week before I start uh, visualizing the tournament. So, uh, like, I close my maybe before sleep or something. Uh, not always the best idea because my adrenaline uh, goes up and here I can bet. <laughs> thinking <laughs> about fighting uh, but i try to like stay calm and uh, visualize the fights maybe a week before and then my nervousness really depends on the tournament usually i'm a lot more nervous for small tournaments than for big tournaments because for small tournaments uh, people expect me to win uh, so i like i feel like i have to live up to the expectations oh. and then for big tournaments um, i'm like okay yeah i'm uh, I, i'm not uh, nobody's gonna suspect me to win so i can all i can do is just take out some big names if i'm lucky and uh do my my very best but there's less pressure so i'm less scared of big tournaments i guess um and then before the fight um like i really try to get in the zone so i like to listen to dutch hip-hop uh and i really like i want to kill my opponent <laughs> like uh, i'm not there to play games anymore really is that the mindset when you go into it like uh, is it is it uh take all everything mindset or is it yeah, i don't care or my how personality is very calm like i'm a very calm person uh I'm quite friendly if I say to myself, like I'm not a, a very aggressive or mean person, but um, like to balance that out, to find my my, my zone, I need to uh, pump myself up and get aggressive for the fights um, because I already lost a few fights where I was too calm and then uh, I get uh, overwhelmed by the opponent. I think if you're really aggressive, you have to calm down a little bit more, uh, but I'm really calm, so I have to hype up more. That's That's interesting. That's interesting. You did a video about this, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. Mental game, yeah, but I wanted to hear it from the source too, so <laughs> that's why I'm here, man. Yeah, dude, it's I mean, I mean, it's fun, it's fun to hear how people go in through their mental games. I mean, I'm completely the opposite, it's for me, it's more like a game, it goes like I'm very nervous, but then when I step, I know that it doesn't matter what I do, but I'm gonna be nervous either way. It's the moment that I see my opponent, I'm gonna go, like, What are you gonna do? What, what I'm going to react to? It's like I'm like excited to. Okay, I'm I, I'm excited. It's it's in the same way as like it's in the conversation. I'm excited to ask questions he can't answer, and I'm excited yeah. to see. Like, oh, are you going to do this? Take this and this and this and this. What do you do if I do this? And then yeah. yeah I think that's also a really good mindset. I, I know some high level guys do that as well. I think Tarek Hopsok uh, sees it as a, a game like that as well. Yeah, they, yeah. they keep smiling the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. fun. At the end of the day, I did pay to join, so I'm going exactly, to have yeah, as much fun as I can. I want to win. I want to kill the people, the, the person that is inside of me. But I want to kill him with friendliness instead <laughs> of with, with an actual something like death. I wouldn't yeah. wish death. <laughs> Don't kill him with people. You. But uh, yeah, I get, I, get, I get the feeling too. And I, I, I wish I had it. I wish I had something in me that went like, I'm going to destroy you and take your soul with the kibura or something. <laughs> <laughs> rip somebody's head off no. i can't do it man can't do it. it's good to hear man that it's uh that's that, that that is your mental game in a way i mean has it evolved since then or have yeah, you do, done a bit, a bit of changes yeah I, i've been really calm i've been really aggressive uh, i think now i found a nice uh kind of in between where i'm in my own uh zone like i think that's the main point uh to for your mental game 
uh, it's like to get in the zone and uh, like whatever gets you there uh, you should do do you impose your game when you're doing this whole thing or do you want to or do you want to catch them in a, like in a question and answer kind of game or do you really want to grab and do what you do actually, i actually was talking about uh, this with a, a student of mine and um I'm really a, a specialist, so I have a few moves I'm really good at. Um, I'm not like uh, like Jonathan Gracie, for example, who knows like everything. Uh, like the the guys from Atos, they they know everything. They know how to play guard takedown. Like I have a few really good moves that I know uh, if I get them, I can tap almost uh, anybody with them. So I always try to force people into that move, and then um, depending on my opponent, I will see which of my favorite moves uh, I will use on him. If that makes sense. So I yeah, absolutely. I I would recommend. Would you recommend that to people that are starting right now with competition? Beginners should be uh, like learning a lot of different things. Like it's easy if you're. uh, It can be like a shortcut at white belt if you get really good at I don't know triangle or something. If you just get people with triangles, but uh, that's gonna kick you in the ass when you're getting to blue purple belt because people don't fall for just one move anymore. It's good to like learn a lot of things. Man, when I've, I've haven't, I, I didn't learn jujitsu too long ago, and compared to what's going on right now, this this evolution is crazy, man. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, it's uh, what uh, when I I learned and Birimbolo came up. That's the moment I started learning, and people are doing so many crazy variations to that stuff. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, <laughs> man. I don't even try it. I look at it, and my back hurts. I try to learn as much as I can from it because I love everything that's going around. But, man, where do you see this going? What's going to be the next great move? Ooh, I think. Uh, ooh, tough question. I think Lapel's going to still evolve a little bit, like the Lapel game. Uh, there's yeah. some uh, some things to evolve yet. I think takedowns are. Uh, I think most people say this right now. Uh, takedowns are gonna be the the next big thing, really deciding factor in in fights, especially in nogi. What do you think of the the lapel guard? Is it mean? Um, there's some I like. There's some I don't like. Um, I think if you have the lapel, uh, you should use it. Yeah. Um, like I do win a lot, uh, like uh, some more tournaments nogi than in the gi. But uh, my game is very different. So in the gi, I do use the lapel. It's not that I try to force like my nogi game in the gi. So if you have it. Might as well use it. Ah, awesome. Can you tell us about your game or is this giving <laughs> yeah. away state secrets? Yeah. What, what's, uh, the, what's the favorite submission? Let's start from the top. Let's start from the end and then work ourselves out. Slowly. For me, it has to be the guillotine because it's so versatile. Really? I, I use it to sweep, to pass, to, to finish. Yeah. Guillotine, really? Yeah. Josh, Josh Hinger style or? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Uh, I took some things from him, uh, a lot of things from my coach, Thiago, uh, a lot of things from just watching matches and trying things out myself. It's a, yeah. a bit of a combination. Oh, awesome, man. Awesome. scenes. Look at that. And how do you build up your game to do that? Uh, I don't know, man. Kind of naturally. Um, <laughs> it was the first submission I, I managed to get some uh, some good guys with. So uh, it like naturally found a place into my game. And then uh, now I'm using it. Uh, like I have a kind of a system for it uh, where I differentiate between controlling guillotines and finishing guillotines. So I use it for uh, like every task in jiu-jitsu. I can uh, use the guillotine for sweeping, passing, mounting, uh, like whatever I can use. We're gonna need we're gonna need an instructional soon. Yeah, yeah I'm actually. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I already wrote one out, but uh, I need. Really? Something. Oh, yeah, goddamn! Yeah, yeah. Yes, I need yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
Great. How is your, uh, uh, how are you building this up? I mean, how, I see you're, you're giving classes to, you said you were giving classes to kids. Yeah, uh, but it's outside. So it's not, it's not real jujitsu class. It's more like uh, solo drills and. Uh, oh, cool, man. Yeah. But, but still, I was talking to Frank Munoz. Yeah. And uh, in, in another podcast. And I, he was doing some, he, he did some kids stuff too. And He's um, a kickboxer that uh, went to jujitsu, right? Yeah, world champion kickboxer. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember one of my students had to fight him, and it was like his first tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, the guy's oh, a beast. The guy's a beast. I have to fight this guy, man. I think he's a really good kickboxer. Like, oh shit, my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember how the fight went, but uh, my student was pretty good. He used to be yeah, a man. high level rugby player, so he was pretty athletic as well. Oh man, no, yeah, Frank uh, is a g- amazing fighter. Lovely person. I mean, just lovely person, and. Uh, I was talking to him about like teaching kids too, and that requires a special skill. I try to do it. I can do it. You can. It my, I can, you but can. it's not my very favorite thing. And I see people that actually are, I'm not good at it. I'm not like, I wouldn't say that I could do it for the rest of my life. It's, it's, it doesn't work in my brain for some mm-hmm. reason. I'm not, I'm not, maybe I'm not a very fatherly figure, <laughs> that I'm supposed to be. but there's some guys out there, man. And uh, I imagine you being one of them that just have a gift. Yeah. I like, uh, I like teaching kids. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the kids as well, like their age and how they're uh, like, for me, it depends a lot on the country. Uh, it probably depends on how they're raised. Like, I don't know if it's per country. I know the kids in Brazil, they're really uh, cheeky. Like I don't like teaching them too much, especially the young ones. Um, in America, they're super well behaved. Uh, that was a huge shock for me coming from teaching Brazilian kids to teaching American kids. Wow. Um, and here in the lands, they're, they're pretty well behaved as well. Dude, how did you end up teaching American kids? <laughs> yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I went to Nogi Road and, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I needed a place to stay. You know, Kieran, right? Yes, Kieran. Yeah, I train with him now. I, 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 I'm, I'm in. I'm, yeah, I'm rolling into the gym. I miss, I miss him. Kieran. If you're seeing this, I miss you, man. We miss you, Kieran. <laughs> we miss you, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have him on. I didn't even okay. ask him yet, but he's busy with some stuff, and I'm like doing the whole invite list, and I'm inviting every single person. Nice, I can see. nice. Yeah. Where so I, I told Kieran. Uh, it was at uh, in Rome for the No Europeans. So I told Kieran, "Yo, Kieran, I'm going to LA." Uh, for Nogi Wells. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know a guy. Last time I was there, he invited us over to stay. Um, I'll hook you up. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, this guy's a blue belt and he has his own academy. Like, okay, yeah, what? Okay, oh, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> so I, I sent this guy a message and he's one of the co-owners of uh, Academy Jiu-Jitsu in, uh, in Downey, uh, California. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, stay with us. Um, uh, we live here and here. Uh, you're welcome to stay. We have a spare bedroom. Um, just help me teach with the classes a little bit. And uh, I love teaching, uh, so there was no problem for me, and I, uh, I helped with the classes. I helped teach the kids, helped teach the adults, and uh, that's how I ended up there. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. That's amazing. So he has his own place. That's, that's really cool, man. This guy opens up. Shout out to him, whoever he is. <laughs> yeah, Eduardo. <laughs> Eduardo. <laughs> he listens. Eduardo. Hey, man, if you ever see this, Eduardo, thank you so much for being this amazing human, dude. <laughs> yeah, super cool, yeah. And he, he hosts a lot of people, like... Uh, What's the name of the, the Italian couple, the really skinny guys? Uh, Andrea Verdemara and his wife. I think he hosted him uh, and his wife as well. Oh. Like he's a rooster way, the Italian guy. Oh, I think I know who he is. My right. One of my teachers was a rooster way too. Can, 
being a rooster were teaching me. That's... Life must be fun. <laughs> Life can be fun if you're a rooster. Man, it's that, there's something I have to tell you guys, and whoever is listening to this, go, go find yourself like a, like a lightweight jujitsu fighter to learn jujitsu. I, I must say, like, there's some big guys out there that really are good, they're really are but there's never going to be a guy that's going to be like, if you're a lightweight teacher, you're probably better than the big guys. I mean, it's, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. My teacher was Rooster. He kicked my ass. He fucked me up. He fucked me up. He wasn't, man, he was good. And I imagine you guys, like, you being a, like a lightweight teacher, you know the techniques. Of yeah, I think. One thing, my first coaches um, like didn't do wrong, but like uh, one thing I didn't really like is that they didn't really like adjust the techniques for different people. So like they would show a technique, and like the I was the only sixteen-year-old kid. They were all just forty-year-old big guys, and everybody got the same technique. So when I'm teaching, I'm always keeping in mind like the different body types that I'm teaching. Um, and like I also know like some techniques will work for me because I'm small and flexible, uh, but they won't work for a heavy guy. So I always try to put myself in uh, the other people's shoe. And if you're really heavy, it's I think it, you don't need to do that as much because a lot more techniques will work for you. Um, so I think that's why it helps to have a light coach. I uh, the advantage I had with a light coach was I I learned how to be more flexible. So mm-hmm. I'm do, I'm doing like a lot of too flexible stuff for my weight class. So I had to adapt that too, you know. I learned a lot of flexible stuff, people, but then I started doing it to 120 kilo guys and it was like, oh my God, I'm being smashed. <laughs> Wait a second. What, what happened? Where am I? <laughs> it's easy to be flexible if there's not uh, 120 kilos pressing onto you. Yeah, that is. Oh, oh, by the way, I saw you fought somebody at that level. Did you? Man, how, how scary is that if you're, if you're a smaller guy? Mm. I or don't you even think about it? Not so much. Like if, if it hurts, I tap. Um, there's always an easy way out. Um, yeah. If I die, I die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any... Like, ah, okay. I can understand that. Okay. So you, you, you would join Absolute, no problem. You would fight Absolute. Couple yeah, maybe days. now at Brown Belt. Uh, because now, like at Purple, there's still a lot of level differences. Yeah. Maybe here at local tournaments as well at Brown Belt. But... Uh, like at the big tournaments, um, I, 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 I shouldn't be an absolute. Like I'm not going to do European absolutes. There's like those five kilos when you're all at like at the brown belt level, they're a big difference. Uh, oh, at purple man. belt and like at local tournaments, it's okay. But uh, at high level tournaments, like I don't have it's any. It's hard. Data. It's hard. I know the difference, man. Being at 120. <laughs> 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 yeah and i know the difference too like i when i train with uh like girls or with uh with rooster weights like you feel it you, you can f- really feel the the difference so you feel uh, you're more powerful right yeah yeah, I, yeah, I know, yeah definitely it's it's a big thing like people always say jiu-jitsu is all all technique uh but when the level is similar uh yeah strength is a big deal <laughs> if you think jiu-jitsu is all technique go to brazil <laughs> <laughs> they'll explain it differently <laughs> <laughs> my coach always says uh so now face force, I can no thing. Nah. Use force is the one that doesn't have force. Damn boy, your, your Portuguese is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, good, I man. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You can almost give classes. Yeah, I do teach class in Portuguese. 
Uh, well, we, I don't teach Portuguese classes, but I, I teach jujitsu class in Portuguese. Dude, we have we have to get you that passport, an honorary passport. <laughs> yeah, man, hook me up. You know, if any fun comes, we're gonna take. We need an honorary passport for this, dude. I mean, yeah, man, this is it's, it's amazing to hear that it, like that it brought you all the way there, and it gave you like this whole different. I mean, what were your plans before this? I mean, not, not that any sixteen-year-old would have any plans in mm. any way, but, no, but I mean, I did, did you see yourself? go in this direction and no uh for me it was all it was just a hobby like to stay fit to learn how to defend myself uh, i studied public administration wow. and then i did uh crisis and security management as a master wow uh, so i would probably like be working for government or like a big organization maybe like law enforcement um but like ha- halfway through my master i uh i decided to do like try to go for it try to live off jiu-jitsu um because then I saw, like, I think I had what it takes, and like uh, the people uh, I trust, like they were confident that I could do it. So uh, that's when that became an option, and that's what I'm working towards now. Oh well, I tried to work towards when shit is not locked down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, you're doing good. You're doing good. Uh-huh. You're doing. You're going on the right direction. I mean, if it's something that you really believe in, and you do, you spend the, the hours in it. I mean, sky's the limit. Guys, yeah, and you do. I've seen you fight. You have the talent for it, man. Don't, nice uh, I, I really believe in it. If you need more encouragement, I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. I can, I'm good. I can go on. There's a list. There's a list of uh, <laughs> you know. But yeah, man, you can absolutely do it. You can be one of the the, the, the big guys out there. I yeah, and, and now I'm uh, like I'm uh, I'm I'm preparing for opening up my own gym. So I'm interviewing a lot of uh, gym owners in the country. Uh, I like to learn from their uh, the things they did. Um, like to learn the Dutch rules because I speak a lot about running a gym with my coaches, but in Brazil, everything is a little bit different, of course. So now to try to uh, gain some knowledge of the, the Dutch scene as well. And, uh, yeah, it's going well. Yeah, so far. yeah man, that's a good, that's a good idea. I mean, stock up on information, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, uh, yeah, man. Where do you want to open it? Definitely Rotterdam. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I want to up the level jujitsu in my city. Cool, dude. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. That's amazing. What are the plans? Well, uh, as soon as the lockdown is over. No, that so, is, yeah, that that is what the, I want to know. Yeah, because, well, probably the lockdown for me is a good thing. Um, well, I say that now I'm getting depressed because I can't train, but um, <laughs> I'm really happy like I didn't open my gym yet. So I don't have any like um, pay any rent. And probably when this is over, there's going to be like a financial crisis and a lot of uh, real estate is going to be available for me to open my gym in. So um, there's also like good things. There's some good things. Are they they coming out of that? That's true, man. Oh, dude, I can't wait for you to open your gym. As soon as it's open, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to get my, I want to get my, I want to get, I want to get a guillotine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If I see good guys fighting, the the, the first thing in my heart is like, let me go over there and get my ass kicked. (laughs) And then try to retribute. But then, I don't know. But yeah, that would be awesome, man. I would love to see you like grow with this. I would love to see you be like, uh, like you're getting your own gym and everything like that. I mean, you deserve that. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. the hard work you're investing in it. I mean, shit, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. What What is the future? But as soon as it's over, no. So how hard are you going to train? <laughs> what is the and also another very important thing? What advice do you have to give? What advice would you give to your students and subsequently 
to every single student that is watching right now. Right now for lockdown or for afterwards? For right afterwards. Right afterwards. Um, like if you didn't uh, keep up your conditioning throughout uh, the lockdown, definitely go slow in the beginning. Uh, like don't go straight back into your like five times a week uh, if you did that schedule. Uh, like to build it up a little bit slower. Um, yeah, my, my main goal was um, like right now I would be saving up money to open up my gym. So uh, for me, like I, I stay busy anyway, but um, yeah, I just want to get back to saving up money, teaching a lot of classes, private classes, seminars uh, to save up money. And then uh, after that, I want to open up the gym with it, save money. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, I gotta do that. Shit. I mean, um, and how about the, the whole thing is also, I mean, you, you, you've now going, gone a little period without the competition. And especially with this lockdown still pressing on and everything like that. Um, how is your mindset when you think about it? Okay, I have to train and go back to it. I mean, do you feel any nervousness or is it like, uh, I no, can't wait uh, to go back on the mats and stuff? Like that? Yeah, yeah, mainly that. Um, and I think it's actually also a bit of a good thing that there's no competition because it forces you to well it doesn't force you like you're not forced to to always play your a game like before like i'm always working on new techniques but then maybe one or two weeks before competition i'm just gonna go my a game i'm just wanna like i want to win every role um and now because there's no competition inside i can really open up my game learn new things study new uh new moves uh so it does help that there's no competition it's like there's also a, a positive side but uh, yeah i can't wait to test my the new techniques i'm working on you're gonna become a wrestler Ah, no. <laughs> take <laughs> down everybody left uh, and right <laughs> the living room gyms are, are too small to, to take out <laughs> i am training and you won't believe this i'm training in a place that is like ah, well, well let's say i'm doing solo drills yeah, yeah, yeah me too, me too. <laughs> i'm doing some solo drills with some with some people out there and now we're doing takedowns in this small room really <laughs> Like put, uh, the dude, it's amazing. The dude put like uh, mats on the walls and everything like that. Man, we're just Whoa. smashing against walls and like yeah, almost dying, but it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my solo drill sessions are usually on a on pretty small mats. Though. There's no, uh, <laughs> no there's no way out. I mean, I know what it is, man. Uh, but we gotta keep that solo up. <laughs> yeah, we gotta keep solo training with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> man i don't know i i don't anything what is what else is coming up on your youtube what else is going to you're oh. going to give us i mean i saw the whole the whole travel stuff it's amazing i mean it, it looks yeah, it was great. bad timing though because brazil's now on a on a big lockdown hey, no but anybody right after this guys take a look at it even if you can't like um if you can't travel right now which you can't I would still look at it because you have a little bit of sense of a vacation in <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> like a digital vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just watch the videos. You don't need to go anywhere. Save money. <laughs> Save money. <laughs> Buy the book. Way cheaper than a flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, what else on that, Jenna? Um, to be honest, I've been really busy with, uh, with those kids' classes as well. So um, I didn't have too much time to work on my YouTube. Um, I just released uh, what I think is one of my best videos about Birnbolo defense. So, um, and that was really uh, fun for me to make, like a more in-depth uh, study. So um, I definitely want to do more of those. Um, when everything is back to normal, I want to go back to White Belt Wednesday, uh, like a series where I fix white belt mistakes, like common mistakes white belts make. That was one of the videos that I saw that I thought one of the best. 
I honestly have to say, your white belt stuff, I mean, the basic stuff and the, the beautiful things you were doing, man, that was amazing to watch. Yeah, I think there were a lot of people like that, yeah. Man, it's great. I think a lot of people look it up too. I think it was one of your most watched videos, right? I think my most watched is how to beat uh, bigger opponents. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you, but that was sensational. Come on, yeah, that's yeah, the I, real... My life. most watched is definitely the fight against that, that big black belt. And then the second one is uh, how to beat bigger opponents, uh, like my Dude. strategy. Dude, that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> that's a real life David and Goliath right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, who a, doesn't want that? That's a that's a hero's journey. It gets reposted every every few weeks or every few months. <laughs> I always get tagged, and it feels like, hey, oh, who's this guy? What's he doing? It's, Poor uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is he Dutch? Uh, he's Belgian, I think. Oh, poor Belgian guy. Yeah, poor guy. Luckily, he's Belgian. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually a, 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 a hip hop artist. He's a rapper. Oh, cool! I think Fat Fire is his um, hip hop name. Let me Google it. All right, we're gonna find you. Fire. Whoever you are, big dude. Yeah, Fat Fire. F A D to become famous. All right. You know what? I'm going to very friendly guy, by the way. I'm I'm giving it a section here. Did you see the space right here? If I get the editing people to do some magic <laughs> and place the video over here somewhere, just for a couple of seconds so we can find it. Not the whole thing. <laughs> Not the whole thing. That's that's mean. That's poor, poor guy in highlight reels. And uh, that's one of the things I'm so happy about. I am in nobody's highlight reel. That's uh, one thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you know Clifford? Probably don't know him. Clifford Edwards. Yes. I, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about somebody else. He's a Roman black belt. He lives in uh, Abu Dhabi now or mm -hmm. Dubai or, or at somewhere in the desert. And uh, he told me that once, like, you want to put the guy in your highlights. You don't want to be in the guy's highlights. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> I almost thought I was going to end in a highlight because I got uh, straight foot locked in 30 seconds by uh, Yakuza. Oh, shit. When, when I was purple belt about five years ago now. I have no idea, five, six years ago now, something like that. Six years ago. No. Oh my God, I'm old. God damn. I'm old when I get, yeah, six years ago, I got uh, like straight foot locked in 30 seconds. He just dove on my foot and I was like, oh, I'll get this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't expect you that. You didn't know him back then. I have no idea who he is. Uh, that's why I thought you could take it out. I know. The moment <laughs> you put it in, you know, I was like, oh, well, I do what I always do. And then just start. The moment I, I touched his leg to peel it off, I went like, I'm so Yeah. Nobody taps to foot locks until they tap to foot lock yeah, to, to a real know, good one. I know. Man. Yeah. The, the first thing I did after that was uh, strengthen my feet. I, everybody that got me in my foot lock, I said, just take it. I don't care anymore. I want, I want patch bun. I want yeah. a patch bun. You need to train your foot as well to like it's it's a bit of uh, like actual physical defense like technique defense but a lot of it's also practice and like toughening it out. I don't want to get to the level Miyao is at. That's ridiculous. Man, I saw their feet. I was warming up next to them at uh, Grand Slam in London last year. Their feet are all weird. Man. It's like a huge ankle. It's crazy. I know, man. They're no, they're not normal. They're 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 another level. Yeah, I mean, I, know, I saw uh, their feet and their hands. Yeah, I know. I'm afraid for the future. Yeah, at Cisros, the gym they came up in. If you tap to a footlock in the tournament, you don't get lunch on Monday. Oh, is what I've heard. Oh, but I saw my uh, my friend Marcelo Fausto. Uh, I went with him to a tournament. I think I already told this story once. I don't know where. 
when he went to a tournament and he tapped, I think, three or four Cicero students out with food locks. Like, they don't tap the food locks. <laughs> oh. But they had to tap. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Food locks are a bitch. I was growing up in a time in jiu-jitsu where they did not like it. If you footlocked somebody, it was wrong. Boo, boo, touch your foot. Oh, boo, sapatero, safat. Safat. Yeah, I've not done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm happy that it changed, though. I'm happy that it changed because it's a great big part with beautiful things in it. Yeah, my, my coach comes from a... Like from Santos and their food looks have been a big thing. Uh, I don't know if you know Cavaca, Rodrigo Cavaca. Cavaca. Yeah, of course. So he used to be my, my coach's coach. He, he was really big into the food looks. Um, uh, my coach also, like, uh, I think he learned it from the same guy Cavaca learned it from, the American guy. Um, Rory, I don't remember his name. Um, but like they were pretty early with the food looks. So they, they've been doing it for quite a while. Like even when I was still uh, seen as something bad. Yeah, man. Kavaka had an amazing guard game. It still has. Still has. Yeah, especially for a heavyweight like you. It's, uh, it's good to yeah, watch. Yeah, man. That was a really, really good guy. Really good. Evangelista, too, with those straight footlocks. Oh, oh just looking at it goes like, oh, my God, I have to start learning that stuff <laughs> eventually. Have you but followed yeah, man. what happened with, uh, with Kavaka recently? Huh? Have you followed what happened with Kavaka recently? I have no idea what happened. Oh, shit, man. He got a... I think he posted a few uh, Instagram videos about it. He got scammed by, um, you know, when uh, when you're on Instagram and you get like a message from a hot girl, but you're not sure it's a real account. Oh yeah, I heard yeah, that. Cat, catfishing, catfishing. I oh, think. so he got catfished? Got catfished, man, but really bad. Like uh, the gym almost closed, and uh, yeah, and he just uh, brought out a few Instagram TV videos about it. Oh damn! Yeah, he got uh, blackmailed everything, man. Oh, damn, man. You got to be careful nowadays. Yeah, man. For everybody who's listening, watch out, man. <laughs> Guys, watch <laughs> out. She's beautiful for you. <laughs> if she looks too beautiful, she probably is. <laughs> 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 if you're ugly and odd, go send you a message, you know. <laughs> and you're not rich. Exactly. <laughs> and if you are rich. <laughs> if you're not a black belt, even if you're a black belt. <laughs> don't trust them don't trust those don't messages trust it's not true it never happens it never <laughs> happened and it's never gonna happen unless you're really rich <laughs> exactly it's not gonna happen dudes i mean forget about it. oh man oh man that's a horrible story yeah dude but yeah i can ah poor guy poor guy yeah, he's up. also a really nice guy by the way i mean uh, a really really nice guy I saw him like uh, at, at at the Europeans once. Mm. Dude's amazing. Most of the people are. Most of the people in Jiu-Jitsu today are like really, really nice guys. But well, man, you have to take care. There's this. <laughs> I feel bad for him now. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to yeah, look him up. I'm going to, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch that stuff right now, man. I'm going to watch it in a minute, <laughs> dude. How can you? Yeah, don't don't be fucking around with girls. <laughs> Ah, speaking of which, like the horrible news you, you I heard from, uh, what's her name? Redhead, Jiu-Jitsu, super famous. I love her. Um, oh my God, she's Dutch? so good. No, a Brazilian uh, from uh, De La Riva. Ah, Claudia Duval. Claudia Duval, man. I, uh, ah, I'm, 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 I love that woman. She has like the perfect homopata and everything. You heard that story that came out about her? Which one? The one that De La Riva? 
Oh yeah, man. Nah. Did that get any resolution? Because I didn't hear anything again. I don't know, man. I saw. I think. I think. Um, it's Linda Leiva. He posted that it's it's not true or something. That is really all about family. Um, I didn't see how it ended. I just saw the, the interview and uh, a post by uh, by Delaiva. Ah man, poor girl. Yeah. Poor girl, man. I mean, that's a bitch situation to be in. Either way, either way. I hope they get out of it. I mean, but the other part is Jujitsu is getting to the point of being famous that we are getting to know about all the you know all the drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Around. Yeah. I mean, the drama is coming up, and when you start. Also experiencing drama, that's when stuff is going is starting to <laughs> Yeah. Um I'm looking like my coaches are really deep into the jiu-jitsu scene. So I already uh like I have been getting drama for a few years already. <laughs> like I don't need Yeah, you, you started hearing the I, stuff I get, that's like, happening the behind the scenes that. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. Oh man, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah. Dude, uh what I I, I we, we've been we've been at it for a while and I'm loving it. And I'm 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 gonna have to say honestly that we are going to have to do another one. What so, do you think about it, man? I, I was thinking I was thinking maybe we could watch a couple of fights together. Ooh, I mean, nice. there's a couple of fights coming up in Jiu-Jitsu and Nogi. I mean, uh, which I also wanted to ask. Well, how how is the Nogi? What do you prefer, Gi or Nogi? I like both. Uh, whenever I'm training a lot of Nogi, I miss my Gi. Whenever I'm training a lot of Gi, I miss Nogi. Um, I usually do a little bit better at nogi competitions. I think most of my big wins are uh, are nogi, like European Championships, Brazilian Championships. Um, but yeah, gi is also really fun. Uh, I did win some good things in the gi as well. But yeah, I like both. No, really. oh man, it's. In... I think we should. Uh, I shouldn't get that separation anymore because now there's the thing I realized when I came here to the Netherlands was everybody was doing nogi. It was really hard to find a gi school, which I found with Kieran. Yeah, yeah. At the time, you know, and I, I was like, okay, because gi in Brazil or no gi in Brazil is kind of a weekend thing, you know. Of every what what is it? Every Friday we do no gi. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, we do that. Exactly. Right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Like, I forgot your because, and you know why that is? Why? Because people have two gis. Uh, and so they use the gi on Monday, they use the gi on Tuesday, then they use the clean gi on Wednesday and on Thursday. So on the cleaning can. days, <laughs> there's oh, no so gi for Friday. Oh, well, I forgot my gi and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we have the same. No, but uh, like my coach, they're really good no gi. Um, Tiago here already won the world at Black Belt, no gi world. Um, yeah, Palito went to, uh, went to ADCC. Mm-hmm. Um, so my gym does also have like a lot of people that prefer Nogi, like people switch teams to train Nogi at the house. Like uh, we oh, had a lot man, of people coming from Zenit to, uh, to train more Nogi. So, Dude, I have, to, I have to eventually go there too. Yeah, Yours cool. called me to go. Yours went, right? Yeah, he went to that gym. Yeah, exactly. That's the gym I'm talking about. No, but I have to go there too, man. It was like, a, it, it looks like an amazing place to like spend, yeah. spend some time to sharpen the game up. Well, are you going back or not? Uh, hopefully, if uh, they ever open up again, the country. Oh, I think so. If think my a... like, if nothing happened, I would be there right now. Uh, really? In yeah. This vacation yeah. time. I just saw it on my um, my uh, my Google calendar. Like planned trip Brazil six. And I'm like, oh shit, man, I should be there. <laughs> Depression. <laughs> yeah, but then, uh, yeah, you can't do anything about it. Ah, uh, dude, what do you wanna? Um, what, what is there anything? Anything in your heart, anything in your mind you want to tell the people right now that are suffering and sitting through these crazy times and are 
craving in this in this how can i say this you can feel the anticipation of a bunch of jujitsu fighters in the air going like let me train let me train. yeah man uh, what did you tell these people stay tough watch a lot of matches uh do solo drills with your friends <laughs> buy some mats <laughs> um yeah man try to stay fit uh we're all suffering man let's hope shit goes over soon it's not a lot of things we can do soon. about it unfortunately Oh man, that's too bad. That's true. Dude. I like your uh, your podcast, by the way, about uh, like grinding through the the Corona uh, virus. Like your your solo podcast, that was good. I was ranting. I was yeah, and the rant. I was like, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out another few rants. <laughs> nice. There's going to be one about Mark Rutter, which I'm going to address to him personally. Fuck him up. I did. So one for John Danaher. I hate I every single podcast I do, I at least talk once about John Danaher. <laughs> it's good and bad publicity for him. I hate you, John. Talk normally. It's not Senkaku. It's not that stop it. <laughs> You're not Japanese. Stop it. <laughs> You're an Australian. Talk with an accent. It should be like um, a returning segment, like John Denner hates, and then put like a- I hate you, John. I hate you. Talk normally. You're an incredible teacher. You're doing incredible stuff. But you explain- should put like a like an alarm, like a bell when it rings. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> well, you come on, you've trained in Brazil around. Has anybody ever explained something that much to you? Or was it do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh no, I don't usually you don't do that. Bushesha. Bunda Branca, what are you doing? Do this. Okay, good. And then walk away. And that's what they taught yeah. me. That's how they taught me. That's how I learned jujitsu. Man, that's how I learned it. I used to ask my teacher, I can't get him off me. And then they they look, try harder. <laughs> yeah, it's easy, man. You're just a simple. It's <laughs> just a simple. Oh, my God. When the equilibrium of the person is overlapped on his <laughs> left collarbone and you press down on his pinky toe, he will die. <laughs> that shit. No, stop it. Stop it, John. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> he does have some good insights, but uh, it can take a pretty long time for him to to pass it over. I refuse to buy his. Well, okay, I, that, that's that's not true. I have his DVD. You know, I bought. <laughs> but you didn't buy it. <laughs> I I did. I did. Copyright. I did. I did. I did. Copyright. Copyright. Yeah, I did yeah, buy it. I have the recept, John. Stop it. Yeah, I'll buy my own. <laughs> and uh, I did. I watched the whole thing, and then it was so insightful yet so boring. I had to fight through it. I had to stop that DVD 17 times in a row. Yeah, do you, do you already know the, the trick to listen to John Lennar? The heck? Play that 1.7 times speed. Then it's oh, through. shit. Then it's a normal DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's followable. <laughs> Play it on mute. But I can't even put it on, on closed captioning to read the letter <laughs> because that's, that's too complicated reading for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, what, that's fifth level English. I can't yeah, do that yeah, shit. Just okay. <laughs> I'd rather read law books and stuff like that. Way no. simpler. Dude, I had an amazing time. Yeah, man, it was fun. Let, let's do this again. Let's watch some fights together. Maybe we can comment it. on them. Nice. I mean, I hope to see more of you on the YouTube channel, man. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll try to get some more videos going. And uh, yeah, and I think that is for this time. I think we have a lot more to talk about soon. Man. Definitely, uh, yeah. In the future, when everything is done, and I'm going to visit I, as soon as we can. Nice, yeah, yeah. Always welcome. Let's hook up, man. And, Very uh, good idea. Next time I go to uh, to yours in Amsterdam, I'll, I'll try to uh, put oh, it. Oh, that would be so good, dude. That was, let me know. Let me know. Yeah, I'd love to be doing some training with you, man. Nice. That would be awesome.
nice. So, guys, I have given you Daniel the Chot, a little bit of a story, a little bit of what's up. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, this is going to be a part two for sure. Oh, yes. All right. Let me stop this recording.